Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? Let's go, girls. Come on. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. We got a topic for you today. I am so excited about this new topic that has come to the table that really that God has put on the forefront of my mind. And ladies, this is the best show there is. My name is Sugbury, and this is Him For Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. And the hot topic that we have for today is called Let's Go Girls! Claiming Your Anointing, Your Power, and Your Authority. Why did I decide to do this topic? This is a topic that I have seen women struggle with. Time and time again, I see women that are saying, Suge, what can I do? There's nothing I can do in this certain circumstance. Ladies, you haven't even begun to tap the power that you can have in your spiritual life. I mean, okay, let's talk about this. Let's go, girls. Let's, let's do what Shania Twain is trying to tell us. Come on. Who am I? I'm a nobody. I mean, I'm Sugbury. I'm a woman who lives in Minnesota who loves Jesus Christ. But God uses the least of these or those of us that we don't expect in our lives to do some of the greatest things. You know, we have Him for Her Ministries, H-I-M, number four, Her Ministries. There's five initiatives to this ministry. One of them is radio, of course, hello, and the other is speaking around the country when I do a, a keynote speaker with different organizations. The other is prison ministry and prison mentoring And then not to forget the last one, which we now have, is housing. Well, who am I? I'm just a woman that God chose to use. But what we're missing out on is that we need to claim our anointing, claim our power, and claim our authority. I see way too many Christians that are lacking zeal in their lives. You know, maybe you're in the middle of your despair. Maybe you need some passion in your faith. Who needs some zeal, zest, and vigor in their faith? I know most of us do. And so may this be just a refreshing time for you as you're either out there jogging, you're doing uh, you know, work, maybe you're sitting at the computer, maybe there's things that are going on in your life while you're listening to this. I want you to know that this is a God appointment. Well, what do we really need in our lives? What we really need is God's power unleashed. And you guys have heard me talk about unleashed in the past. It's one of my favorite words. But I think about my two pit bulls. I know you've heard this analogy before. I got two of the best, snuggly, fabulous, best dogs in the world. In fact, I was telling John, John, I want to bring my puppies in here into the into the radio show. Do it, Shug. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna bring my little pit bulls, Buster and Blue. We'll bring a bed in for them. Yeah, I will. I will. They'll probably sit on my lap during the whole show. <laughs> but what I want you to experience is that power in your life that's similar to like a pit bull, where they have these very strong muscles, and when they know I'm bringing them to the dog park. They pull on the leashes. They're getting out in front of me. They can't wait until I unhook that leash and they can run with unbridled energy. That's the way, ladies, I want your faith life to be. Well, how do you begin receiving your anointing, your power, and your authority in your life? All of it's scriptural. First, it starts with understanding 
something very important. Ladies, are you listening? Understanding who you are in Christ. Now, I used to not like myself. I used to be really loud, direct, passionate. God, why did you make me this way? As a matter of fact, I wanted to be a quiet and shy woman, and I tried it. And it was the worst two minutes of my life. I couldn't stand it. It was just way too difficult. Well, God, why did you make me this way? You made me this way for three Ps. I call it the three Ps. I reference this. It's important that you know this, that your personality is made perfect. God doesn't make mistakes. He made you just the way you are perfectly. Whether you'll be a passionate, more direct person like I am, or you're a shy, quieter person, God made you perfect just the way you are. Why? For the second P in your life, which is passion. God gives you a passion. When you close your eyes and you think about your life, what do you dream? I tell you, that's the passion God put on your heart to go with your personality. Why? For the third P, which is called purpose. God has a purpose for your life. You hear time and time again, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Ladies, you have a purpose for your life that ties perfectly with your passion, that goes with your personality. So why do I start with that? Because it starts with understanding who you are in Christ. There's three words I want you to remember as you're unleashing God's power in your life. Now that you've realized why you were created the way you're made, I want you to know you are anointed, you have power, and you have authority. Don't waste your time here on earth. Use it. Rise up and become the women God created you to be. When you step out of bed in the morning, I want Satan to begin to shake. Oh, no, she's awake. She's awake. That's the power that you can have in your life. So who receives this anointing, this power, and this authority? Well, it's a select few. It's not everybody. It's only believers in Jesus Christ. Ladies, don't allow your kids or yourself to idle through life. It's a waste of time. God put you on this earth as a gift. And in an upside-down world where right is wrong and wrong is right, you need to understand with clarity God's power in your life. You are anointed. Say that word with me, no matter where you are, anointed. Anointed is either material with oil or it's spiritual with the Holy Spirit. It means to be set apart Imagine me standing in one spot and taking a step to the right. Set apart is what anointed means. And ladies, if you're a believer in Christ, you're already anointed. You need to claim it. You need to be set apart for God's purposes. In God's word, it says, now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is yet to come. I love that. There's a seal. He's anointed us. God has created you perfectly. Why? For his anointing. He does not call the equipped ladies. He equips the called. And you are set apart and anointed. And you're like, yeah, Shug, I don't know if I believe that. You know, I'm sitting here doing what I'm doing. I'm listening to you. I don't feel anointed. I don't feel set apart. Well, ladies, you better start. Like Shania Twain says, get on it. Come on. Let's go, girls. 
Ladies, you need to claim it. You can't just sit back and say, okay, I'm waiting for my anointing. I don't feel like it. No, you need to claim who you are in Jesus Christ. I wish you could see me. I'm raising my hand in a fist. You need to know who you are in Jesus Christ. You need to stop being weak and begin to be powerful in the name of Jesus. So that's the second word, power. The first was anointing. The second is power. When do you get power? Romans 10, 9 tells us when we invite the Holy Spirit to live in us. How does Romans 10, 9 go? It says, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, three words, you are saved. Boom! That's when you get the power, ladies. You are When you are saved, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, that is when you receive power. Now, what's the opposite of power? The opposite of power is weakness. The more you realize in your natural state you're weak, and Lord knows every day I feel that way, the more his, God's, supernatural power can reign in and through you. What's the opposite of power? Weakness. Ladies, you need to decide and know who you are in Christ, know how you're created, know that you're anointed, and realize that you are nothing apart from God. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So ladies, if you realize you're weak, then you empty yourself out and all the more God can fill you with his spirit. Do you get that? It's kind of an opposite thing. You release and know that you are weak and then in that you will be filled with God's spirit and with God's power. Sometimes we become prideful. Somebody, ah, I got this. I can go ahead. I can do this on my own. Ladies, we're going to fall on our face. If you're not tapping your anointing and your power and your authority. Second Corinthians, God says to Paul, my power is made perfect in weakness. Oh, ladies, how I want you to be made perfect in your weakness. Where are you today weak? Where are you struggling? Where are you having a difficult time? Oh, I want you to be empowered in Jesus Christ and be filled up and made perfect in your weakness. That verse continues to go on. Therefore, I will delight all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest in me. For when I am weak, I am strong. Hallelujah. So how strong are you? I mean, we're talking about strength. We're talking about power. How strong are we? In Ephesians 1, 19 to 20, it tells us that pray that we would know the power, the surpassing greatness that is available to those, here's your club right here, your exclusive club, to those who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly realms. Imagine this for a minute, ladies, really. The power God wants to put in us, that is the same power that can raise up a dead man from the grave. Are you tapping that power in your life today? Probably not. That's the power you have. He tells us in his word, that power that rose Christ from the dead, he is seated at the right hand in the heavenly realms. And you know what he's doing up there? He's interceding on your behalf. Ladies, if you're just listening to this show, my name is Shugbury. This is the best show there is, I got to say, because we tell it like it is in an upside down world where right is wrong and wrong is right. We start to look at our lives through the lens of Christ, not through media, not through TV. No, him for her radio is bringing the topics to you. 
And as we talk about them, as we're open about them, I want you to learn. I want you to be empowered. And today's topic on Him for Her Radio is Let's Go Girls, Your Anointing, Your Power, and Your Authority. Ladies, we've got to start claiming this. We've already talked about the anointing. We've already talked about a little bit about our power. But I'm going to tell you, how strong are you? You are so strong that you can raise a dead man from the grave. Ladies, begin to tap into that. Do you realize you're sitting on a gold mine of opportunity and you're not even using it? Don't be timid. Don't believe in some of the stuff of this world. Or maybe you're too lazy to take action on God's promises. Then you're going to live in defeat. For Second Timothy tells us, for the spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid. Although I find it hard to believe I could ever be timid, but it makes me even bolder. But it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. We are more, ladies, so much more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. We are not just conquerors. We are more than conquerors. You have anointing, you have power, and the third area is you have authority. Now, ladies, I got to let you know, Satan has power. Yes, he does. But he does not have the authority in Jesus Christ. You do. You have anointing, you have power, and you have authority over anything the enemy is trying to do in your life. Let me clarify. This authority you've been given is different, not to be confused, with the authority God has placed in government for us, for orderly living. I know we might differ on politics. We might be sitting on different sides of the aisle, but God has allowed these people to have a place in authority. So that's one topic. But what I'm talking about right here is authority to be victorious against the devil and the life coming up against you. Luke ten nineteen is clear. I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Well, who's the enemy? Satan. I'm just going to say it loud and clear for your battle is not against flesh and blood. But it's against the rulers and the authorities in the spiritual world, in the heavenly realms. Ladies, those of you who have been pregnant, there is a thin skin between your child and this world. Think about it. The child is in there nice and warm and snuggly and moving around and enjoying the comfort and the warmth and the food that it's getting on a regular basis. But little does that child know that there's a thin veil between that infancy and the spiritual world, in this world. And that's the same way it is in the spiritual realms. There's a thin veil between us and the spiritual world. And we might look at the world through our eyes, through our lens, but we have to remember to look at our world through the lens of Christ. He is the conqueror. He has already accomplished the power, and he has given you authority. And so, ladies, what I want you to know is that there are three things that might keep you from receiving this. Are you up against a mountain? Are you in the impossible? Are you struggling, unleashing God's power in your life? Maybe one or all three three things are a problem. But common problems keep us from unleashing God's power in our life. And you know what that common problem is? It's our pride. We get in the way. It's us. You know, I got a fun illustration for you. You know, I went to Big Sky, and uh, my husband and I, we liked to RV, And we went to Big Sky, and as soon as we pulled in, I saw this beautiful mountain. It's in the summertime. And I said, honey, let's go hiking first thing tomorrow morning. He didn't answer me. So I get up the next morning. We're sitting there with our two pit bulls. My husband, we're on the couch. We're each having a cup of coffee. And I said, honey, I'm going to put my backpack on. Let's go hike the mountain. 
He said, nah, we're good. And he holds up his cup of joe and he looks at me, you go, you go. Me and the puppies will stay back here. So I quick put on my very fancy backpack with the water in it that I bought purposely for this trip for hiking. And I start to go out and I hike up the mountain. Oh my gosh, it's a glorious day. The sun is shining, blue skies. It's early in the morning. It's beautiful. And I decide to hike up a little bit farther on the mountain. And I realized, man, that biking on my Peloton, hello to my Peloton friends, is actually working because I don't feel winded. I'm going to keep going up this mountain. So I climb up a half an hour. I climb up 45 minutes. I realize I'm climbing up an hour. And every time I set a new goal to reach on the mountain, and all of a sudden I can see almost the top of the tree line, I can make it to that tree line. And so I start to hike and I'm breathing heavy. The air is getting thinner. And you know what I saw? I saw these adorable fires that people had built. I don't know how they climbed all the way up there to get to these fires, but they climbed these. I saw these cute little fire pits here and there all the way up where people had burned wood, enjoyed the view, probably had a glass of wine. I'm not sure, but it was beautiful. And I get all the way to the tree line and I decide, I can do this, Shug. Let's go all the way up. It looks like the moon. And as I get to the very, very top, I take out my phone and I take a picture of the view. I take a picture of the skyline that I'm above the tree line. And I send it to my husband, missing you, wish you were here. And as soon as I sent it, what happened? Over my head came the biggest thunderhead cloud you had ever seen in your life. It was on the backside of the mountain. I didn't expect it. It came tumultuously over my head. And I hear thunder and lightning. And I grab my backpack. The torrential rains came down in two seconds. And it was very scary. And as I'm heading down the mountain, I'm hanging on to my fancy backpack and I'm starting to pray out loud. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Now, ladies, a few minutes ago, I was just praising God and who he is. And now I'm absolutely petrified. And as I'm running down the hills, I look over at those fire pits and that was lightning strikes. Those were not people who climbed up to the top of the mountain to have a nice peaceful view. Instead, it dawned on me, there's nowhere safe for me to go. And as I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running down the mountain. And halfway down the mountain, I realized that there is a service road for big sky service trucks. I decide to take that because it's a lot more level, a lot more flat, and I'm running all the way down. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Where are you? I need your help, Lord. And what happens next? A pickup truck with two guys in it, and on the door, it says Big Sky Montana. Pull up alongside me in the torrential pouring rain, and I slow down to a walk. I didn't want them to know I was freaking out. And I look at them, and he rolls down his window, and he says, ma'am. Well, that had me going right there. Ma'am, would you like a ride down to the bottom of the mountain? And I looked at those two guys, and I said, nope, I'm good. Thank you very much. And as they rolled up the window, they started to drive away. I hear a big crack of thunder. I hear the pouring rain come down. And I realized at that moment, it was my pride that got in the way of God bringing a rescue truck for me. I had asked for help, ladies. I asked Jesus to come alongside me. And what happens when he brings me a truck of all things? Thank you, Jesus. I declined. I get down to the bottom of the mountain. I'm exhausted. It's still pouring. I get into the RV. I slap myself down on the sofa and I look at my husband and he picks up that probably same hot cup of coffee and said, hey, we missed you. Glad we didn't go. Ladies, I got to tell you, our pride gets in the way of what God wants to do in your life. 
He wants to give you anointing. He wants to give you power. And he wants to give you authority. And what we're doing, we are, nope, I got this. No need for help. Charles Spurgeon quotes, The gospel, which is where our power comes from, God's word, the gospel is like a caged lion. (laughs) It does not need to be defended. It needs to be let out of its cage. Ladies, if God's word is telling us that we have anointing, power, and authority, and we're going through life, we're like we're beggars and paupers, like we don't have that kingdom mindset. Today, will you allow God's truth to be unleashed into your life? Ladies, I expect God to do great things in and through your lives I can share just a little bit about what I've seen personally, and I could make a whole show out of the experiences. I could write a whole book over what I've seen God do, but just a few things to rest with you. I have seen God's anointing on my life. I have seen God's power in my life, and I have seen his authority in my life. Just here's the latest example. I was in Indiana State Prison not too long ago, a couple weekends ago. And we did an event there. I was the keynote speaker partnering with Prison Fellowship Ministries. And as I go up front, I just felt God's power. It feels like you're wearing a shield, ladies. No kidding. You go up there. You know your calling. You know that this is your purpose. And not only that, my personality, oddly as it seems, is absolutely perfect for prison. So as I go in there boldly, can't wait to share the gospel, can't wait to let it get out of its cage, I watched God do his amazing work. And as I presented the gospel, as I shared with the women my experiences and what I've seen, and then I start to talk about who Jesus Christ is in their life, I watched God do his greatest work. As I gave an invitation for these women to receive Christ, either for the first time or to refresh their faith again in him, so many hands went in the air. These women wanted Jesus in their life. And at the end, I realized after we did that invitation, several women came up to me afterwards to tell me about their experience and what they felt God in that service do. And many were into witchcraft. Many were into Wicca. And they said, we're denouncing that because we want Jesus Christ in our lives. Amen? Ladies, we got to quit messing around. There is no other Lord and Savior except for Jesus Christ. And I know that in some of these beliefs, they're saying, yeah, but there's no Satan in it. Well, I got to tell you, if it's not Jesus, it's Satan. That's just how it works. Can I make it any more clear than that? Ladies, I have seen our mentees through our mentorship programs transform their lives, turn them around through our mentors, through our mentees, and that's only God. I have seen people start new lives of destruction, I have watched and witnessed and been part of baptizing over 600 women in prison, full immersion. I have seen teams of people in our communities and in our areas come forward to help women in need. I tell you, there's an anointing. There is a power that when you use that anointing, God does. And you have authority, ladies, in Jesus Christ. If you have any children that are wayward, If you have any situations that you are out of your control, I want you to believe that you have the most powerful weapon there is. What would that weapon be? Would it be prayer? Would it be God's word? As I'm thinking about it, the most powerful weapon you have is your belief in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2.10 says, In my name you have at your disposal 
a powerful work to combat the devil. That name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and things under the earth. Ladies, it doesn't matter your impossible situation. It can be made possible for the power of God stands in the name of Jesus. Ladies, most importantly, God's power has been unleashed in my life through my ministry, but it's also going to be unleashed in your life. Know you are anointed. Know you have God's power in your life. And know you have the authority over the devil and his schemes. And all it takes is to say, yes, I invite you, Jesus, into my life. This is Shugbury. Come find me in heaven, ladies. Tell me about how God has used his authority and his power and his anointing in your life. Over out, over hand out. Until next time, I love you. Bye-bye.